Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I've spoke about this before. But let me be clear. We are not planning any shelter in place orders. So 15 days is enough? 15 days is likely not going to be enough to get us all the way through. But uh, we really need to lean into it now so that we can bend the curve in the next 15 days. Is even though a decision has not yet been made uh, by the city or by the state. I think New Yorkers should be prepared right now for the possibility of a shelter-in-place order. We're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. And what we've heard from hardworking Americans, many companies have now shut down, whether it's bars or restaurants. Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now, in the next two weeks. A number of my members think there are considerable shortcomings in the House bill. Uh, my counsel to them is to gag and vote for it anyway, even if they think it has some shortcomings. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to a Wednesday edition of VB in the Middle on AM 680 WRKL. The White House is holding a presser right now. Trump just spoke. Pence has just come to the microphone. Let's just listen to Pence for a couple of minutes. Um, we're continuing to move out on the president's call to bring the full resources of the federal government, a full partnership with every state and territory, the full power of the American economy to support businesses and families. As the president says uh, to us and uh, every day, we'll do whatever it takes. We're all in this together. Yesterday, the president uh, met with the tourism industry executives and also had an engaging discussion with uh, all the top companies in our industrial and medical supply chain. The president, as you all are aware, also announced today that by mutual consent, uh, the northern border to Canada will be closed to non-essential travel. This does not include essential travel or the transit of goods, but it was through mutual discussion that took place this morning between the president and Prime Minister Trudeau and uh, the Department of Homeland Security will be effectuating uh, that decision. The president spoke with some of the nation's top business leaders today, again, to speak about the supply chain in the country. Uh, and uh, uh, for our part, we're going to be conducting a conference call later today with state and local health officials to renew uh, our ongoing commitment of cooperation and collaboration. Uh, as the president said last week in signing the uh, Stafford Act, uh, he stood up the National Response Coordination Center, and today at the president's direction, uh, FEMA has gone to level one. Uh, FEMA's mission is to support disasters level. that are locally executed, state-managed, and federally supported. And uh, tomorrow, uh, the president will be hosting all the nation's governors uh, from a video conference at FEMA uh, to ensure that uh, they have a full connection to all of the activated regions for FEMA uh, going uh, forward. Uh, with regard to testing, I'm pleased to report that uh, we're increasing the number of tests being performed by the thousands every day, thanks to the public-private partnership that President Trump forged with commercial laboratories around the country. Our health experts tell us uh, to remind every American, it's important to remember, 
People without symptoms should not get tested. We want to make sure that the supply of testing is there uh, for those that need it most or are symptomatic or in the vulnerable population. Dr. Deborah Burks in a moment will address the progress that we're making on testing, the infection rate, uh, our recommendations to every America, as well as some important uh, new findings about the impact on youth that we're gaining from data that's coming in that uh, from good. Europe that'll be important that to every, good info, every American. On the subject of supplies, the president has our task force uh, extremely uh, focused, uh, as the president mentioned yesterday, uh, mentioned that he's invoking the Defense Production Act today. Secretary Esper in a few moments will describe the ongoing efforts. Uh, that the Department of Defense is taking to make medical resources available. And Secretary Robert Wilkie will announce decisions the VA has made to expand hospital capacity uh, within their system. Also, with regard to medical personnel, at the President's direction, HHS is issuing a regulation today that will allow all doctors and medical professionals to practice across state lines to meet the needs of hospitals that may arise in adjoining areas. In addition to that, we are again today uh, asking every American and our medical community leaders uh, and hospitals to partner with us in delaying elective procedures uh, across the country in our healthcare system to ensure that medical supplies and medical capacity go where they're needed most. SEMA Verma will describe guidance that CMS will be issuing on that front. And finally, uh, just I want to remind every American of the, the President's 15-day guidance to slow the spread. Uh, we are grateful for members of the media and the general public that are adhering to these, sharing them with neighbors and friends. All of our experts uh, continue to believe that if every American will do their part and embrace and put into practice these principles, that we can significantly limit the reach of the coronavirus in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you, Mr. Thank President. you very much, Dr. Brooks. All right. So there's going to be a series. This is going to go on for a while, and we'll keep an eye on it. I, we can't go through every department head now. Um, I'll tell you what President Trump said, among other things. He said he may have another one of these later. If it's not later today, it'll definitely be tomorrow, but they, they're getting ready for another one. Uh, I, I want to give you good news on this, but it's just another day of we're bracing for impact, and while we're bracing for impact, we're tightening the noose even tighter. It's just uh, I, I there's no other way to put it. And while we're tightening the noose, we're telling you things that are just unbelievable in 2020, but they're happening, and I'm not ripping anybody. But... Trump said, among other things, yes, FEMA is going to level one, which is the highest level that it can go. Um, foreclosures and evictions will be suspended until the end of April. All foreclosures and evictions, that's off. So I do with that what you will, and I don't think April's where that's going to stop. But for now, that's what they're announcing. And then the one that just is, it's... It's mind-boggling to me because, A, you have to do this, but it's stunning to me that this is where we're, we are. He's sending a medical relief ship that's currently, I think, in San Diego to New York. And that is going to basically be a floating hospital with a 1,000 beds. I think you have to do that, but it feels so 1918 to me that it's remarkable. 
So when you keep – every so often I'll bump into somebody or I'll talk to somebody I'd not bump into. We're social distancing. But I'll talk to somebody who says that, you know, I still – I'm just not buying this thing. The president's buying it, and he's sending ships to deal with a 1,000-person overflow in New York City alone. And I, I, I'm going to tell you again, I'm with you where I, I'm flummoxed by this because we saw yesterday in Massachusetts, the official numbers are 218 confirmed, 21 in the hospital, zero dead. And so hospital ships racing against time to get to ports versus this zero dead, 20 in the hospital in Massachusetts, those two things don't go together. Well, it says to me that they know that there are a lot more cases than are currently being reported or currently being able to be tested upon. Well, I this is one of the things that I, I don't think anybody can doubt now that when you're giving out numbers that are completely useless, there's no point in really giving out numbers. I, I have I have several people. We're all this guy that says, hey, I know somebody who knows somebody, but I have several people that work in the medical field that are telling me they're treating people that would indicate to me that the number cannot be 21. It can't be. It has to be higher than that in hospitals. But whatever. But this is where that can get damaging, though, because when you put out there's only 21 people in the hospital, well, then what kind of crisis do we have? But we we have, a, I mean, it's just crazy. It feels <clears throat> like they're, they like Dave just said, that they know more than we know and that they don't want to alarm the public in well, terms of the extent of this. 617, why is the governor allowing overcrowding on the TVB? It happened today. We're going to keep doing this every day. <clears throat> I don't know how you deal with the T. And I, the idea of we're going to have like armed guards saying 25 on, shut the doors, go, is crazy. The idea of shutting the T down completely is crazy. The idea of nothing to see here, the tea's immune, is crazy. The idea that the tea is being cleaned every four hours, I don't want to be scary, guy. I just find that almost impossible to believe that that's happening. And I completely am dubious and skeptical of that. But also, I would ride the tea today. I, I just, I don't know what to tell you. I would. That's crazy. Why? I wouldn't on a regular Because day. even if there was no <laughs> coronavirus, the tea is still incredibly dangerous during like cold and flu season people catch stuff all the time okay but if my job if i had to if well, i was taking the tea to job. get here I, my job is of the utmost importance I, you have to go to work if you can um and so you've got to do what you got to do but i i we can do the i don't get the tea thing all day and i'm happy to have that discussion with you but Every day now, going forward, Lightning, I'm going to start the show by telling you it's irrelevant whether you buy into the fact that there is a crisis. We are in full-on crisis mode. There are dark days ahead, and we've got to deal with this together. Like Marty Walsh had a, what, like a 20-minute live presser last night? Did you see it at 7.30? He said almost nothing in the thing. He talked about social distancing and how we have to do that. He said how, you know, we've been pushed down before, but we get up. Okay. He said, you know, we're resilient, and if we're in this together. His big line was, if we're in this together, we can do this. Ironically, the line actually is, we need to be in this together, but separately. Because that is where we are. 
separately we can beat this thing together. It, they Somebody needs to coin whatever that phrase is, and they need to start using it. You just heard Pence lightning, right? What did he end his thing with? I just want to remind everybody, and he held up his little sheet. He loves the prop. If we all do our part with this 15-day plan that we have, we can make great strides. You heard the Surgeon General of the country in the open say, this 15-day thing ain't going to do it. Yeah. So Pence is doing what Pence can do, which is, you know what, come on. Because all that 15-day thing, I told you yesterday, they're just buying time. And literally now they're buying time. They keep telling you, although no deal is done yet, but they're going to be sending out checks to you and me very short, very soon. If the White House gets its way, the first round of checks will, will be delivered on April 6th, and then the second round of checks will be delivered on May 18th. We can discuss, and I do want to discuss with you whether those checks are a good idea or not, but that's the White House's plan. One of the questions I have on that how many rounds of checks can there be? How many can we withstand? Not how many do I need? How many, not how many do you need, but how many can the government withstand? This is $500 billion worth of checks lightning round one, if they write them. How many rounds of this can you do before, you know, we're, we're really, really screwed. The irony in everything is we're not even screwed right now. We're just, I believe Charlie when he says, you know, we're at the beginning of this. Every day Trump comes to the microphone, though, and every day Governor Cuomo goes to the microphone. Those two are on the opposite ends of the political spectrum. Cuomo just had a presser before Trump did, and you know what he said? New York is currently contacting retired people from the medical profession and medical schools to see what kind of assistance they can provide to try and keep things staffed. That's the kind of thing you usually do at the end of a battle. There's been attrition, people, the first wave of first responders is, is you know, there's been casualties and people have gotten the disease that they're treating. So then you start to go, we're starting there. We're starting with, hey, if you've been out of the business for five years, but you have medical knowledge, it's, did you see the movie Airplane Lightning? It's one on your list that I gave you back in the day. Um, I don't want to alarm anybody, but is there a doctor on the plane? And that- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. That's how Leslie Nielsen is introduced to the movie. But the, but the state of New York is doing that now. Hey, if you have any sort of medical training, we'd love to hear from you. 
So we can keep talking about this is a conspiracy and this is, you know, we're just drumming up fear and whatever. And Cuomo even said, I think fear is much worse than the virus. But there is nothing else you can do but as a as an elected official, but foster fear. What do you think these checks are doing? Yeah, whatever relief a thousand dollars would be to you, that's fine. But the idea of the government already going to checks has to scare you. It has to. So that that's sort of our jumping off point. We're going to do a couple of things as the show progresses. The uh, the governor of New Hampshire is slated to join us. Obviously, these things are fluid, but we have uh, pretty good assurances. Lightning, you were telling me that they're doing everything they can to carve out an eight-minute period, and they said he will be joining us. So I want to talk to him for a little bit to just get a pulse of he's going to be meeting with the president tomorrow via video conference. I, I just want to talk to him. I do have an author on today. It's our book of the month thing, Lightning. We do have to do a show, but the book of the month is very tied in to what's yeah. going on here. It's about a disaster and how we reacted to that disaster back in 1847, uh, the potato famine in Ireland. So we're going to talk to Stephen Puglio about his new book in the one o'clock hour. First things first, I tell you every day, they may limit how many people can be together in the public, but there's no limit on how many of you can join in in the discussion here at WRKO. This is the social forum that you cannot have in person now. So please come on in and let's talk about what's been going on and where we're at and all this. 617-266-6868 is the phone number. I'm talking to you, taking your calls when we come back. It's VB. We're talking coronavirus yet again right here on RKO. So Trump's taking questions. You have him lightning right now. Let's just dip back in here quickly. Yeah, yeah. Bring him right up. We want to isolate from the standpoint we don't want people coming into contact because that's the way we're going to win this war. That is so important. And we both thought it was time. Now, it's not affecting trade. It's non-essential. It's non-essential crossings. It won't affect trade at all. And uh, it was just something we thought would be good for both countries. Yes, please. How can you be sure that trade and everything that's being shipped from one side? Well, they're doing it in a very careful manner. You can uh, uh, only be uh, vigilant and very professional, but uh, we're not. It's not pertaining at this moment to trade between the two countries. Yeah, please. We are hearing that the trillion-dollar economic stimulus package could look something like $50 billion for the airlines, $150 billion in loan guarantees for critical sectors of the economy, a $250 billion payment on April 6th directly to individuals, another $250 billion payment on May 18th, again, directly to individuals, and as well, $300 billion for small business loan guarantees. Is that, in the general sense, what it could you're be. looking at? It could be, and we're also... Uh, playing with a lot of numbers, a lot of very big numbers, and a lot of very small numbers, frankly. We want to take care. We have to help everybody. It was nobody's fault. This happened. I mean, some people could say it was somebody's fault, actually. But China, uh, it say was it. nobody's fault, and certainly none of these companies that all of a sudden had no passengers and planes and had no passengers on cruise ships and all of the things that have happened. Uh, but I will say that uh, they can't be blamed for this. And we want to keep those companies vibrant because it's, there's going to be a comeback very, very quickly, as soon as this is solved, and it will be solved. We will win, and there will be a comeback, and it'll, it'll take place very quickly. billion dollars there's give or take 330 million Americans or so. If you just do the math on that, that's about $750 a person, a family of four. That would be about 
$3,000 on average, again, rough, rough math. Which, is that where this is happening? Well, no, I don't want to say that because it's a moving, these are all, all, every number that you mentioned, yes, we've talked about those numbers. We're also moving those numbers in both directions. So we'll let you know. It'll be, it's, it's moving along fast. Uh, again, there's a great uh, bipartisan effort going on that, that I haven't really seen before to this extent. At yeah. the beginning of this, has the FDA approved that test? Is no, they're looking at it. They're look, it's down the line, and they're looking at it very seriously. And I think it would be a great thing because the others, uh, to use a nice word, it's very inconvenient. And it's very tough. For you, sir. Um, you tweeted this morning about your approval rating amongst Republicans. You have said that you give yourself a 10 in terms of handling this crisis. How do you reassure Americans at home who don't trust you to handle a crisis of this magnitude? Well, I think we're doing a really good job. Uh, we started off with a uh, termination of the border, the people coming in from China, where this all started. That meant I took it very seriously. And when I use the word calm, calm doesn't mean that I'm not taking it seriously. Calm means, and we should be calm, we should be extremely calm. But, uh, yeah, 95 percent within the Republican Party and over 50 percent. And I also have uh, we have very great approval numbers. I mean, people like the job that we're doing. And when you compare this to uh, other epidemics, or if you want to use a different term, you can, but within this country, and you look at what's happened over the years, uh, this is being handled very, very professionally. We have the greatest professionals in the world. We're doing a good job. Nobody's ever been swamped like this. And no nothing's been so contagious. The level of contagion has been uh, incredible, actually. Nobody's seen anything quite like this. Yeah, Peter, go ahead. If I can ask about the tests, sir, for a second. If federal officials have shipped millions of tests, as you and your colleagues have said, why, as the federal government says, have only 59,000 tests been processed to this point? We just heard from the Atlanta public health director saying that they have fewer than 50 test kits for more than 900,000 citizens. Yeah, Where well, are the tests? I'll let, I'll let Mike uh, answer that. So that's a very critical question, and thank you for asking it. So the test kits that we right, put out we'll, last we'll, week. Again, the, keep monitoring you guys. There's a couple things that happened there, however. Um, Trump says let's open it up to questions. So Cecilia Vega, do we all know who Cecilia Vega is? Good morning, America. She sometimes fills in. She's one of their lead reporters, whatever. Cecilia Vega gets the first question. So you have the president of the United States in front of you today, and you get to ask him the first question. What, what would your question be for him? This is what hers was. Take a listen to this. Why do you keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? A lot of it comes say from it's China. racist. It's not racist at all. No, not at all. It comes from China. That's why. It comes from China. I want to be accurate. Yeah, please, John. I have great love uh, for all of the people from our country. But uh, as you know, China tried to say at one point, maybe they stopped now, that it was caused by American soldiers. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. Not as long as I'm president. It's just mind boggling to me that people. Tens of thousands of people are losing their jobs today. 
I don't know what the actual numbers of people that are going to the hospital because of coronavirus are today. Her first question is, there have been dozens of stories across the country of Chinese bias. And the... the, it just that can't be the first question. It can't that we care anymore about whether we call it the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, or just the virus. It doesn't matter really. But you does she think she's gonna get Trump to stop saying that? And does it matter to her, to you, to anybody? If it does, you're just way too woke, man. I'm sorry, but you are. When I say it's, if I say, I call it coronavirus. It's not because I'm afraid of offending anybody. I'm I'm fine with using the term the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus. The Wuhan virus was the one I was using originally. It It is in dispute that it came from that region. The only question is whether it was because people were eating bats there or because it came out of a lab. I've always thought it came out of the lab. You can do whatever you want with that information. But it is in dispute that it came from the Wuhan region, hence the name the Wuhan virus. When I say the Wuhan virus, it's not intended to stigmatize anybody. If it is stigmatizing people for you, that's on you. It's not on me. And I'm like three weeks past that discussion. I just can't care less anymore. I think he's also saying the China virus more and more now because because China is starting to do this stuff. Well, no, what I think is I think people started saying, "Oh, it's racist to call that." So he's like, "You know what? Just to piss you off." No, it is specifically because China is pushing this. State media is pushing this theory that the U.S. military actually started. It was U.S. soldiers stationed over there that got this thing started. And it's absurd, and everybody knows it's absurd. But he's like, "Okay, you want to do this? Fine, we're going back. Whatever." But I just, it, to me, I don't care whether you think saying the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus is racist or not anymore. I'm, I'm so far past it. If indeed this is the crisis that we're talking about, then we're trying to save lives. Well, we're now, trying to keep young people from twerking on a beach in Miami because they can't stop. Well, now's they can't. Not, now's not the time to be woke, like with those questions. It you know? cannot like, be the ridiculous. first question, and she cannot have that incredulous tone. The first question has to be about checks because that's all anyone is debating right now. The second question has to be about ships. Is this a sign that the future is going to be, in the immediate future, isolated quarantine ships with people on it? Because that seems like what New York is headed towards. I don't think anybody's actually asked that question yet, which I is mind-boggling. Because they're caught up in Chinese virus. Oh, it's just yeah. so stunning. I'm trying to tell people that are going, live free or die, man, to get out of the way. But <laughs> Cecilia Vega is getting in the way with that stupid line of questioning. No, call me crazy, but it's not about racism right now. It's about it the economy. Isn't, and it's, it's about not. the economy. That's what the number one concern for people is the economy. But whoo, maybe that's a hot take by me, according to Cecilia. Hey, Cecilia, let me feel Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. You know that song, right? Sure. And then the way I bring it brings it right back. Yeah, here. yeah, absolutely. Cecilia. You said there are dozens of reported cases across the country of discrimination with Chinese people. Okay, let's say there are dozens of cases. Let's just assume that's true. We've talked about some of these reported cases in Boston and whether they're true or not. We know of one that is. People are getting punched. But there are dozens of cases of reported Chinese discrimination. Okay, we know definitively of thousands of cases of coronavirus. We think it's well in the tens of thousands, maybe in the hundreds of thousands. 
Which one is more important to you? We know for a fact that 30,000 people yesterday showed up in Connecticut to file for unemployment. That's 30,000 in one state. And you're talking about dozens of cases across the country with that? Man, when people say we're in this together, we got to be in this together. And you can't be bogging the thing down with asinine questions like that at a time like this. It's just that it is... I can't get over that, that she did that I know, first. I know. And then she kept yelling, like, because it's so Nothing else needs to be answered until she until he answers that one. It's just crazy. It's also crazy where we are right now. But your calls when we come back, I promise. You guys have been very patient. You're hanging in there. I'm getting to you when we return. It's VB. You're in the middle on WRKO. I would like to begin by announcing some important developments in our war against the Chinese virus will be invoking the Defense Production Act just in case we need it. In other words, I think you all know what it is, and it can do a lot of good things if we need it, and we will uh, we will have it uh, all uh, completed, signing it in just a little while, right after I'm finished with this conference. I'll be signing it. It's prepared to go. So we will be invoking the Defense Production Act. Yeah, that was from the Korean War. It was the last time we had that. He said this is akin to World War II. By the way, in our commercial break, two other reporters asked him about the Chinese, calling it the Chinese virus. Well, I know he did refer to it in that as that, but who cares? It just who is mind boggling to me that this is a, an obsession for some people and that it matters in any way. Wokeville is an obsession for people. People maybe. saying it's now an everywhere virus. It never was an indication <laughs> of where it was currently spreading it was always an indication of where it began they didn't call it the spanish flu with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Because it was only in Spain. They called it the Spanish flu because it started in Spain. Do people not know this stuff? Non-denominational virus, VB. That's what we need to call it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm trying to keep my sanity here, but this is just absurd. By the way, I'll give you, I told you. virus of unknown origins. There's not much to hold your hat on these days, but I'm going to try my best. Kellyanne Conway retweeted this, but it's true. Uh, There's a Bloomberg story today. Uh, 99% of Italy's coronavirus fatalities, there are over 1,000, as you well know. 99% of them are people who suffered from previous medical conditions. Mm. I don't know if that gives you... 
if that makes you feel safer or well, whatever. But it, this stuff is important. Like people are telling you now, young are actually susceptible, and people that don't think they're vulnerable are vulnerable. But you don't necessarily need to trust information coming out of China, as Trump says it. But I would assume the Italians are giving you pretty straightforward information. They've got nothing to lose. And they're telling you 99% of their deaths have been as a result of previous conditions combined with age. So to well, take yeah. that for what it's worth. I just want more. When I hear that, I want more answers. Like, I have more questions. Okay, what kind of conditions? How? Like, I know a lot of them in Italy were elderly, most of the deaths. But, yeah, I want to know what those young people or any of the I'm just going to keep telling you, the idea that we are Italy Somebody I heard yesterday said Florida is the closest thing to Italy, which, I, yeah. yeah but okay, Italy yeah. has intergenerational homes. A lot of elderly, they, they live three and four generations in a household. Yes, yeah. Again, a lot of the elderly there smoke. Yeah. Their hospitals aren't overly, I, I don't have first-hand knowledge of it, I have second-hand knowledge. My sister honeymooned in Italy uh, like eight years ago. She was pregnant at the time. Yeah, do the math. And she had to go to the hospital and- the doctor there was smoking while he was working with her. She was like freaking out. I got to get home. I can't do this. But she had an emergency thing that needed to be done. And the guy did do it. Yeah. And my wife, my sister did ultimately have a baby. It's my nephew. In Italy? Yeah. No, no. He, uh, she had it here. But he had to do something to her that was going to continue that. Otherwise, she might have miscarried. Okay, yeah. But he was smoking during much of their consultation that, that and or working on her. That wouldn't phase me if somebody was I told smoking. you, 44% of uh, medical staff in Italy is, are smokers. They're, they're a hearty bunch well, of That's why there. a lot I of people that. here who are younger are susceptible because of the I whole agree. vaping and juuling The vaping thing. and smoking, if this isn't going to get you to stop, nothing will. Yeah. This attacks respiratory systems and you are purposely weakening yours. Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. And we've already seen cases of advanced respiratory like illnesses or something popping up before this with vaping, so that's probably why a lot of younger people have to watch out. Let's go to defense. Trump has taken a lot of this hour because here's, the, here's my thing. Going forward... If the president is going to speak during this show, you're going to hear from the president. It's just important. If the governor is speaking, you will hear from him. Marty Walsh, probably. They have info that we don't have, and you can read the tea leaves with these guys, so it's important to hear from them. Uh, I also want to hear from you, and let's do it. You guys have been patient. Diane is in the car. Diane, thanks for waiting. Welcome to VB in the Middle. Hey, VB. Um, I got two questions. Um, I, have to, I have to go back to the checks. Um, now me and myself, I don't have an address. How do I get a check? Uh, I'm trying to figure out how that even works. I mean, I, I um, um, are you homeless? On um, I'm on disability. I'm pretty much homeless right now. I'm living in a hotel in um, Hampton Beach because of the, the low mm -hmm. winter rates. Um, during the summer, I was living in my van. Do you get disability checks? Um, it goes on a on a card. On a, um, I assume that's. Card. I assume that's what will then happen here. They know of you, Diane, and they know that you're going to need a check, or that they think you need a check, and so I assume they will do it that way. I don't know. As Trump has said, everything is in flux, and they're still negotiating. They don't even know the rates yet. There's a financial cutoff, supposedly, or at least being debated. Lightning keeps asking because everybody wants to know, but. I think, to the best of my knowledge, it's a hundred thousand, 
You got a thousand dollars, no questions asked. If you make less than a hundred thousand, that's a lot of people. Others have said eighty-five thousand for some reason. Others have said one hundred and fifty thousand, and then also some have said a hundred thousand household or a hundred thousand individual. Mm. So I don't know how it's going to play out. But well, the my bill guess has been is introduced as a thousand to every adult and five hundred to every child. Yeah, that's what's well, been introduced as oh, the bill. Okay. That was introduced yesterday and they haven't passed it and there's been pushback on it because well, some people don't want ironically it's the dems that are being a little more fiscally conservative mm. in in some respects mm. but it's on no one knows they haven't been able to settle on this well, yet well, bernie wants two thousand. well bernie and the dems others the want attacking yang not the republicans for the most part omar wants a thousand per person and 500 per child which so is my dumb. house kid need 500 bucks i i well, a kid's not getting five hundred bucks, but it's to feed that child. So and to, you would get that for your kids, like you'd get five hundred. I get kid. another two grand, yeah. So I'd get four grand. You'd get a grand. If well, yeah, I never even thought about that. Right if this happens, uh, what my takeaway is is looking pretty good for stock up Dave and I to get that thousand dollars. I think it's looking good for all of us. I think it's going to be every American, and it's okay because I would say income wise, uh, again, I don't know. In my case, if if kids are going to get checks or if it's just tax paying adults, I don't know how they're going to. Again, they don't know yet, but checks are coming. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to oppose that. I mean, what are you going to do if you're against this? I I don't check. Are you going to cash it? Are you going to rip it up? What are you going to do? Well, this is one thing now. I I heard people saying today, we don't need this. We shouldn't be doing this. Well. So the way Dems talk about higher tax rates, and then you say, are you paying the higher tax rate because you can voluntarily pay that? Republicans are going to be asked now, are you ripping up that check because you say we don't need it? And everything's flipped now. I, I don't know too many people that if a check shows up in the mail aren't going to use that check. So we'll see. We should know later today what it's going to be, but that's the rough parameters they're talking about. Let's get a 60-second check of headlines. Your calls, I promise, when we come back. It's 103 here on AM680 WRKO. I've spoke about this before, but let me be clear. We are not planning any shelter-in-place orders. So 15 days is enough? 15 days is likely not going to be enough to get us all the way through, but uh, we really need to lean into it now so that we can bend the curve in the next 15 days. As even though a decision has not yet been made uh, by the city or by the state, I think New Yorkers should be prepared right now for the possibility of a shelter-in-place order. We're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. And what we've heard from hardworking Americans, many companies have now shut down, whether it's bars or restaurants. Americans need cash now, and the president wants to get cash now. And I mean now in the next two weeks. A number of my members think there are considerable shortcomings in the House bill. Uh, my counsel to them is to gag and vote for it anyway, even if they think it has some shortcomings. Hour number two of EB in the middle on AM680 WRKO. During the break, something happened. I'd like to tell you it's good news. It is not. What? Uh, for the fourth time now, the market has stopped trading. You know, they have these circuit breakers, they call them. This one isn't on the Dow, although it is now under 20,000. Uh, this is from the S&P. Uh, the S&P 500 level, the trading was so large that it, it stopped and it's not going to resume till 111. Great. Look, all I can do is give you the info and not sugarcoat it. I think that's what any leader should be doing now, frankly, and no one knows. And I think we need 
get bogged in trivial matters as to whether or not we can call it the Chinese virus. And that's what instead Trump just had to take not one, not two, but three different questions about. We're wasting time with these questions where you could be asking more important questions for the general public than, oh, is it racist to say the Chinese virus? Mm. I mean, come on, let's let's get with the program here. A lot of text to read, 70470, but let's go to the phones. You guys have been patient. George, you're first up this hour right here on WRKO. Hi, VV. Um, I was listening to the news conference, and um, the uh, the lady doctor that got on, and she's talking about um, there's also an alarming number of young people in Italy starting to come up with the uh, mm-hmm. virus. And they're also saying that um, millennials aren't really taking it seriously. So my, my thought, and I don't know if this is possible, but you know how they have that emergency test in every uh, state where they, you know, they test the emergency call system. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they could go ahead and add some uh, some uh, text to that, uh, just you know, warning people about the virus. But even more importantly, is there a national way of texting everyone's cell phone? Because the kids don't listen to uh, this show. Yeah, they don't listen to anything. TV. They won't listen to that either. <laughs> but I get what you... But look, I, you're well, laughing you lightning. Te- no, you could do a text to everyone's phone. They'd get that. Yeah. They would respond to that, I, I don't would know say. that they would respond. They'd go, well, look at this, because I'm, an, I'm an invulnerable... Well, I can't, nothing can touch me. I'm a millennial. They would like, see it. I'll put it that lightning. way. They shut the beaches down yesterday in Miami, and instead they all went to the beaches and were twerking all over each other. Like... <laughs> There's a six foot rule. I don't mean to And these guys are jumping all over each other I... and swapping spit and s- sweat and all oh sort of whatever else God. they're swapping. George, no, I think. And George. When you say twerking, I just immediately laugh. When you use that word in your vocabulary, BB, I don't think that I can take This is you where seriously. we've come to, is that I am I, I, regularly using that now. But I, <laughs> somehow you got to get through to millennials. They did say that, and part of this, it does get back to... Can we say Gen Z instead? Because it's more... What are they, Gen Zers? The ones that's younger than us? Gen Z, yeah. Yeah, can it's, we it's say it's more of, of them it's than millennials? No, it's more of them. Like There may be a mix of millennials, but it, not all It was a lot of millennials at the bar in Southie over the weekend. All right? I'm saying I saw the Gen pictures. Zers. There are a lot of people balding there, VB. Oh, that was boy. every generation, actually. But look... I get back to what the president, how the president, I get back to China. Okay. China. Stop it. Ignored this. Then they lied about it. And then they set out information of stuff that they had learned. One of which is pretty racist. Well, one of which was that it couldn't be communicated human to human, which we now know is bull. Second of all, that it was elderly only. Italy is now giving you a bit of a different story. The thing with Italy again is though, I caution everybody Italy has such high concentrations of people in certain areas, and they are living in very close proximity to people that are infected, unlike, say, in Alabama, West Virginia, Nebraska, et cetera. We have some areas like that in the country, but it's not the entire country. I don't know that we can just say, oh, this has happened in Italy, so it's going to happen here in this fashion. But Italy has seen an uptick in young people getting it. They're not seeing an uptick in young people dying from it. That's good. But there's a, well, but who knows? Well, I mean, yeah. There's but there's an uptick in them getting it. So this idea that you're immune. No, I don't believe that. I don't buy into the you're immune thing. Uh, one thing we know is the government believes that young people can carry it without knowing it and they can spread it. And That's so they're going to do anything they can to scare you into submission here. I was scared. To, to do what they're asking. And one way you do that is to start telling you, actually, we were wrong. You can die. Well, I will say that. And that's what, no, I, I, 
Suck up Dave's laughing. You know what the government's doing right now? Two things. One is they're trying to scare the bejesus out of you so you pay attention. And two, they're trying to buy your cooperation. It was unexpected laugh. I wasn't him. expecting you to say yeah. you're going to die. I'm like, I just thought that was funny. It was so unexpected. I'm, I'm not begrudging them for this. This is the reality. They're trying to buy you with these checks. To Can you do the 15-day thing? Here, here, you have to have a check. And they're trying to scare you. And I, what else can they do? Well, they can scared. do nothing. Then the body count's going to rise. Some of you go, that's okay. No. I think in the... In the you know, years from now, this idea of flattening the curve is really going to have to be evaluated. I don't think we know the long-term effects of flattening out the curve. And the damage that's being done in order to flatten the curve could be worse than if we just let the curve happen and there was a month spike and a lot of deaths. We won't know for a long time. But no one's even considering that because you can't consider it because no one's willing to stay in as a leader and say, look, 10,000 deaths are coming and we got to just take this blow. No one can say that. So we've got to do this flatten the curve thing. History will judge whether flatten the curve was the right policy or not. We'll see. 617-266-6868. Jonathan's in Foxborough. Jonathan, you're next on RKO. Hey, VB. How's it going today? Hey, Jonathan. Well, it's going okay. but Yeah, I know, right? I wanted to just thank you because you're living up to your in-the-middle um, name there. Uh, you're the voice of reason. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. On this station right now, it, it's, um, you know, I'm a fan of Howie. I'm a fan of Kuna, but they're driving me crazy. I think they're only playing to a very narrow slice of their audience when they continue to deny what the severity of this thing is. Um, not that I'm speaking with any knowledge or anything, but just these measures aren't taken uh, in, in the in the hopes that they're going to become permanent, and both of them are acting like our civil liberties have been taken away to the point where they're never coming back, and that bothers me. Well, there's two things. And, uh, John, well, there's a so you've said a lot already. Hang in there. I'll go get back to you in a second. But I, yes, there is a civil liberties thing. There is a there is a shift in our culture and what kind of society we have that it, it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to put that genie back in the bottle. Once these checks start coming, I'm very concerned that people are going to get really into this universal basic income thing. And I'm not sure that's ever going away, Jonathan. I hate to say this, but, well, but well, that's I also don't think you point. can't not do it. Well, I mean, that's my other point. I was thinking about that uh, reporter who wasted her question. She could have asked the president, why aren't we just suspending mortgage payments and credit card payments for a few months while this gets sorted out instead of handing out checks to everybody? I agree, and I think that is a move that is not only being discussed, but I, I think, think that is going to come. 
I mean, it's seriously, you know, a, a lot of us are sitting here listening to these reports and we're getting nervous and there's no need not for us to. And I don't want to get overblown about it. But, you know, I, I'm taking it very seriously. And at the same time, I would love it if the two of them were wrong in the morning and afternoon. And afterwards, we could all say, oh, yeah, I guess it was a ploy to get Trump. But, I mean, come on, what, whatever. Well, the thing on that always is for me, Jonathan, is the ploy to get Trump argument. You know who doesn't believe that now? Trump. It, well, they, so that should go. send you and a signal, right? Like Trump is sending does, emergency does. ships to New York. That is crazy, but it's happening. Exactly. So exactly, I, I so agree with you. Look, you can't. I do. I think that I, Governor Cuomo said today in his presser that fear is a bigger enemy than the virus, and I, I agree completely with him on that. However. I also think Cuomo is one of the people that's stoking the fear because he probably has to now at this point. Uh, New York saw a thousand person increase in uh, cases yesterday. That is part of a curve. And if that curve goes, it is going to it is going to spike crazily. Jonathan, let me say this. Lightning saying just take more calls. In the end, when you strip everything down. There's three things all of us want in life, especially if you have kids. But there's three things you want in life, right? You wanted to know that there's going to be a roof over your head. You want to know that there's going to be food on the table, especially for your children. And you want to know that your kids are going to be protected to the best that they can. They're trying to protect the kids and or your grandfather in this case as best they can. We're all like at various levels of concern there. But that one, there's we're, all, we're doing what we can do on. So that leaves two. Can we ensure that we're going to be eating? Can we ensure that there's going to be a roof over our head? Well, Trump took the first step today on the roof over your head. He announced through the end of April there can be no evictions. The idea of a Republican governor saying that in a live press conference as like one of the sixth, it was like the sixth or seventh thing that he announced, and no one even asked him about it, is unbelievable. But that's where we are right now, that that's not even that significant because, yeah, we all assume that's coming. And so I, I think that next will be mortgage payments, and they got to convince banks to eat this stuff for a couple of months. But it's because that's where people are panicking, and people are saying, look, this $1,000 does nothing for me. i got to pay mortgage. I'm sure they're, they're discussing and or talking about that amongst all these other loans and or bailouts that they're discussing. Uh, time for one more before the break, Lightning. Okay, Linda's in Raynham. Linda, you're next on RKO. Yes, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm sitting in a two-mile-long um, backup outside of a Harbor One bank. I have some money in that bank. I'm a resident of Vermont, but I also have some account here. Trying to get my money out so I can go back to Vermont. Um, they won't let me take the money out of the bank. They're just tied up. Every bank around here is closed. You can't get your cash. You can't get any cash. They tell, every bank is closed except for the drive-thru. And I've been trying for two days just to cash a check. I, I, Linda, I don't know what to tell you. I, I look, I, I, it boggles my mind that in 2020 we can have runs on banks, but this is happening. Part of it is because... Yes. Again, you need things that you know. In in cash in your hand, you know. A number Mm -hmm. on your phone, you're worried about it not being there tomorrow. And so this is part of the stuff that Trump needs to be telling people, I think, which is don't make a run in your bank. Take it easy. We're we're working on this stuff. Part of it is 
these no interest loans. Part of it is the small business loans that aren't going to be paid for a long time. Like he needs to keep reassuring you, Linda, that you don't need to make a run in your bank, but some people are just going to do it and there's no stopping it. Uh, There's someone in my, it's not me, but there's someone in my immediate circle that's been very much like Linda. By the way, she brought up Vermont. Can I just mention one thing? Did you guys see this story yesterday? The cop pulled the guy from Vermont over, and the guy from Vermont said, I got the coronavirus, and now you do too to the cop. No, I didn't see that. That's terrible. That guy needs to be thrown in a cell and ignored for we- other than bread and water. Like, there's just no Agre- time for that. Agreed. There is no time for that. Yeah, like, don't be an ass, okay? <laughs> he doesn't need bread or water either. Also, what Philadelphia announced yesterday and the crimes that they're no longer going to stop people for, did you see this? It's 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 sort of petty stuff, but not really like stealing cars. They're not going to arrest people for stealing cars. It claims. I, I don't know how that can be a thing. I don't know why you would announce that to people. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually a little more concerned about like people and the crime that could be happening as a result of this crazy shutdown and stuff. Like, I feel like people are in like a a little bit of a crazy mental state right now. Like I was on the highway and not that I'm encouraging people and they're crazy speeding habits, but like I've never seen more people in my life speed down the highway than I did today. I mean, I was going like 80 and that's kind of fast, but people were like visibly flying by me and I'm talking like at least 10 people or more. It was like people are out of control. Yeah, look, it's another thing we got to discuss is, you know, where I mean, where is law enforcement? There's no court. If I was a cop, Very I'd, few be, courts. I'd be like pulling people over left and right on the highways because it's it's out there. But they're not. And I know. It's one crazy. of the reasons is because, you know, how they said, like in Italy, doctors have to pick and choose who they're treating. Yeah. Cops are starting to now have to yeah. pick and choose what they're going to do. People are I can tell you this. I know I'm not... I know, I know several people in law enforcement. The idea of a home check on somebody who has a drug problem, not going to be as much of those. Not as much, uh, hey, we need three guys to find out if someone's in here is doing okay. Yeah, we're not doing that. The the running the red light, I'm not encouraging anyone to run the red light, but a couple of weeks from now, stuff like that is just, we're not doing Again, in Philly, they they already said quote unquote small stuff like that in their list is not small uh there's there's several theft things that they're ignoring which is just crazy but a lot of like the Rachel Rollins won't prosecute stuff that's going to become the won't arrest stuff or don't even care anymore stuff cuz there's just it's resources and when you find out like in New York that what was it 22 cops yesterday allegedly came down with a thing really so, so you're going to start to have body issues if if this thing spreads like that, and then you're going to have to pick and choose. It's very concerning stuff. There's no two ways around it. 617-266-6868. More calls in a minute. It's VB. You're in the middle in RKO. It's VB in the middle. I don't like cannolis. Right? How can you not like cannolis? I don't like oh, cannolis. Well, because he's not Italian. That's why. Whenever I eat a cannoli. You don't have to be Italian. <laughs> I don't like cannoli, but it is a thing. And so every time I bite oh, into a cannoli, I think I'm eating into like a cream horn. Ricotta is the gross. Nobody no, wants not. that filling. You, you want a crazy? sugar cream filling. Oh, That's why cannolis aren't that good. No, they're the best. No, they're not are good. Fantastic. They're not. This I'll take a, a Twinkie over a cannoli, to be honest. Okay, you can't say that. Yes, I can. Now, back to everybody's favorite middleman, BB. Let's go right back to the phones, talking about the latest with the coronavirus. The market is back. 
trading. It's not great, but at least it's trading. It wasn't 15 minutes ago. Uh, Joseph is in Lynn. Joseph, you're next with VB in the middle right here on WRKO. Hey, VB, thank you for being so kind and you and Lightning for taking my call. I have two guests, but before I give them, uh, they're experts in this. And this whole thing, I think, is really way over-exaggerated. They said the same thing. They're a pharmacist, and if they use nutrition, they've been in the business for years. I can give you their website. It's criticalhealthnews.com and Ben Fuchs and Dr. Joe Wallach. The curve idea, you're correct. That's not going to work. What the, and I agree with what President Obama did when he had his flu problems. And Jeff Kuhner's right. Let it rise, but build up your immune system. Now, those people may have been wrong what they're doing on the beach, but in fact, in a way, that may help them if it ever comes. I mean, I am alone here at Lynn. I can't uh, get help with getting food, none of the services. They won't let us go into the soup kitchen, so I hope that they build a place. If they're ever going to do this again, where we can stay and be fed and housed and meet and you know, socialize, but we're all indoors, you know, until this goes over. Yeah, that that part is, is true. The rest of it, like, uh, there, there's a guy I know who's big on uh, the Indians used to get diseases so they could specifically build up their immune system and whatever. And That's you've, bizarre. You've heard this. That, well, it's a parenting thing. You'll hear it. Like, okay. some people think you should not. W- one of the theories on peanut allergies is that we put our kids in such a bubble that's how a peanut allergy developed because yeah. it's because our kids are weaker than they were 100 years ago. Okay. Interesting May, theory. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But the idea that the kids on the beach are stronger because they were twerking and they're not they're not isolating <laughs> themselves. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I just that. don't think it can work in like a two-week increment. I don't – I. that takes like generations to build up. The, the, the way that Darwin works in Survival of the Fittest – that takes a long time. Like it doesn't I, help. If For a month, you go, too bad. I'm going to bump into people. No. no I, I don't no. think you immediately weaken no. your immune system to no. that degree that no. now you're susceptible. I, mean, I believe the phrase, the old phrase, which says a little dirt never hurt anybody, but we're talking about like a virus. We're talking about like a virus that we still don't know a lot about. So this is a different scenario than your everyday bacteria germ. Might be you the know? best thing you've said all week, Lightning. That I was know. a good reference I by know, you. I know, I know, wasn't it? But I'm no, proud it's of that true. One. Uh, Russ is in the car. Hey, Russ, welcome to VB in the Middle. Russ, you there? Yes, hi, I'm there. I'm here, VB. Hey, Russ. Good. How are you, VB? Good. First of all, I just wish people would just do what the government says. This is not going to last long. More than likely, this is going to blow over sometime in the month of May or the month of June. And then as soon as that happens, Americans are going to be back to doing everything that they normally do. And the economy will pick up again. Now, you know, I'm 72 years old. I survived duck and cover. I survived the Cuban Missile Crisis. I survived the Kennedy assassination. Um, I survived Y2K. And I survived 9-11. And if I know anything else, that we have to do what we have to do, and then these things blow over, and then things go back to normal. And that's what's going to happen here. And I just wish people would not panic. And uh, we're going to go on the other side of the curve soon. So, Russ, I'll say this on that. Like, look, if people are going to panic, they're going to panic. There's not much you can stop there. One, two, things are going to go back to normal. I don't know what normal means. I don't think they're ever going to go back the way they were after this, whether that's in May of 2020 or May 2021 or May 2022. I don't think they're ever going to go back to normal. 
they're, you know, we're going to carry on. We're going to survive as a people. We're going to survive as a country. It's just a question of how bad the hit is that we're about to take. And none of us knows that. It, one theory, Russ, is what you said. This thing's going to wash out by May and we're going to be good. You saw yesterday, however, that the one of the reasons why Trump has apparently gotten so serious about this is he got a directive and or a uh, memo from the Health and Human Services Department that is very much concerned that this thing is going to go for 18 months and there's going to be multiple waves of it. And that would be consistent with the Spanish flu, for example, where the Spanish flu went away in the summer, but then came back much bigger and badder in the fall. And that's where a lot of the death occurred in the country. If that happens with this, and a lot of people in HHS, or some people anyway, are apparently concerned about that, Russ, we're not going to be back to normal for a long time if that happens. Uh, Nobody knows what the path is. I disagree with that for one big reason. We're going to be better prepared than we ever were before. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Remember after 9-11 that the country will never be the same again and all this other stuff, okay, the, the, the doomers and gloomers. Well, you know what? This country was back stronger than it ever was as far as our economy is concerned. Okay, that did take so, some time, though, right, Russ? And time, you know what the difference? But let me it, tell you it, one more it, different it, thing on that, Steve, uh, Russ. And I, I, these are the conversations I do like having, Russ. Um one difference between 9-11 and here, and I'm not, it's not about which one's worse or whatever. Trump keeps telling you this is the unseen enemy. That's the phrase he's using. That's sort of one of the differences between this and 9-11. While 9-11, you didn't know where it was coming. You did still know, though, in the end, it had a face, radical jihad and radical Muslim. This, this is your best friend, your father, your your teacher, you're the guy giving you the coffee. Like, you can't know any of that. And you can't know what the damage it can do to you. And also, we're acting like it's a known thing. We don't know if this thing has mutations. We don't know if this thing can get stronger. Like I said, we don't know if it comes back in the fall. Is it much stronger than it was in the spring? There's a lot of unknowns on this. I love your optimism, Russ. I hope you're absolutely right. I'm with uh, the, the guy from... Foxborough, Jonathan, who said, I hope to God that in a month I can tell those guys that are going, this is nothing, that, man, I should have listened to you. You were right. But that's that's one of like a thousand paths this, this can take. One of the other paths it can take is what Manukin apparently was telling people yesterday, which is that we're very much headed forward towards 20% unemployment. 
if we don't start taking drastic measures now. 20% unemployment is a complete failure of the country, and the, that that's a c- catastrophe for which we are not prepared for, and it would take decades to recover from 20% unemployment. So there's all sorts of different ways that this can go, and that's why we keep talking about this day after day, because it could be the end of times, it could be this is going to be tough for some times, or it could be, you know what, we're going to be right as rain before you know it. 617-266-6868. More calls in a second. VB in the middle on RKO. 617-266-6868. Little, uh, little computer freeze there. That's all that yeah, is, Lightning. Don't worry about froze. it. We're good. We're good. Uh, well, let's go right back to the phones talking about coronavirus, obviously. Jim's in Medford. Jim, you're next with VB in the middle. Hey, VB. How you doing? I'm doing okay, Jim. I tell you, I am more afraid of the political correctness surrounding this coronavirus than, than the virus itself. I mean, a reporter uses her opportunity to, to, to ask a non-relevant question just to, to criticize the president. I mean, the coronavirus originated in Wuhan, which is actually in the Kong province. So it would be more accurate to call it the Kong flu. The Kung Flu is one that has been making the rounds, as you well know, Jim. I don't need to do the Kung Flu. But... I haven't heard that Listen, yet. I, as a fellow fat guy, you know, I'm going to say I'm fat. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because I just eat that, too. So what's the point? Keep them coming, Jim. <laughs> it keeps getting better. <laughs> it's the old line from Stripes. I'm a little stressed out. My doctor said I swallow a lot of pride along with pizza. Yeah. Well, you get a, you, no, I shouldn't say it, but you get less of a chance of being hit by this flu than certain drivers. That's going too far now, Jim. But I, 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 I figured that was just a little bit too far. Speaking of cars, yeah, though, you too, Jim. Speaking of cars, this isn't going to give people any good feeling, but um, General Motors, Ford Motor Cars. You're familiar with those companies, Lightning? Oh, yes. My first car was... Both of them today announced that they are temporarily suspending production. Wow. That's not not good. GM is down um, like 25% in trading right now. Uh, Everybody's down. The market's down 1,800. The Dow is at 19,470. But these things are down. You have two stalwarts of... The Dow Jones, Ford in particular, and Ford is saying that they're shutting down temporarily. They're shutting down production. When things like that start happening, lightning again, you can you can talk about whether you think this is a hoax or not, and whether you think this is much to do about nothing or not. But this is real stuff. Those are real people that are now not going to be working. the The unemployment rate, I, when Manukin says he thinks it could go to twenty percent. If that doesn't scare you, man, I don't care who you are. You're just not paying attention. One, two, when you see Ford saying, look, we're temporarily shutting things down, this has got to concern the bejesus out of you. I've always been more concerned about the economy than the actual impact of the coronavirus lightning. I mean, obviously they're connected or whatever, but I'm much more concerned about long-term damage to me and my family as a result of the economy than I am about the coronavirus. And that's one of the things that's always gotten me. One more thing, and then we got a break lighting. Have you seen this video going around about uh, all the things that people on Fox News have said and how they said, you know, at one point, 
you know, this is nothing to worry about. It's nothing more than the flu. And then they cut to a week later and the same expert says, this is something we got to take serious and you got to shelter in place and whatever. It's a pretty devastating video, frankly. I haven't seen it. Can I just, I'll just say this about that. If, if you're hell bent on saying Fox sucks, go ahead, fine, whatever. If you think that's not true of everybody, however, let me just say this. When was, I, I'll say this again. When people were saying, and by people I mean leaders, both Republicans but more Democrats were saying, look, there's nothing to worry about, but out of an abundance of caution, we're just going to do this. Well, none of those people are saying out of an abundance of caution, nothing to worry about now. They're telling you the sky is falling and Kansas has shut down schools for the year. At the risk of being smug or smarmy, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore, in other words. The idea that, oh, it's just Fox that was spreading nothing to see here, don't worry about it, is nonsensical. We all had our part in that, myself included for sure. We've, we all had a part in downplaying or underplaying this at one time or another. And this race to say, but I knew first, and if you just listen to me, okay, good for you. Now this is where we are, and what are we doing now? 617-266-6868. When we come back, quick break from this. Stephen Puglio has a new book out. It's called Voyage of Mercy. We're going to talk to him about that book because this has a lot of relevance to what's going on today. Looking forward to this discussion when we return right here on RKO. VB wants to put you right in the middle of a good book. Here I go. Turn the page. It's time for another installment of VB's Book of the Month Club right here on AM680 WRKO. Yeah, look, unfortunately, we all got a lot of time on our hands and nowhere to go. One of the things you can do is is read about stuff like this and how people reacted to it. There is a new book out from a local author, a guy who I really like. You know I'm a fan of this, Dark Tide Lightning. That book was so good, I actually got you to read it. I did. And you loved it, too. <laughs> I did like it. Stephen Puglio is the author. You know him. He's been on this show many times before. He has a new book out. It is called Voyage of Mercy, the USS Jamestown, the Irish Famine, and the Remarkable Story of America's First Humanitarian Mission. Stephen, welcome to RKO. Congratulations on another great book. Thank you so much, VB. Great to be with you again during these times. Uh, I am authoring in place, my friend. Everybody's doing that kind of thing, <laughs> right? It's just uh, such such great. You, so people keep talking about how they've been impacted by this or whatever. I don't know how much of this you want me to talk about publicly, but you had a, a fantastic book launch that was planned, took a lot of work to get done. It, it involved ships, and it was going to be really cool. And, of course, that got canceled and it was supposed to happen right around this time. And what a, what an absolute bummer for you, but this is the world we're living in right now. It is. And yes, I was disappointed, but uh, people have gone through, are going through much, much worse, BB. So I'm trying to keep that in mind. Uh, readers have been great, individual readers, my mailing list, folks in the community in the local Boston area. So um, yeah, onward we go. Well, this book's about, obviously, the Irish potato famine. We're talking the year is 1847, and there is so much. I, I've read the first two-thirds of the book, shall we say. I haven't got to the finish line yet. And there's so much in this book that as you read it, you're thinking about where we are now and how we view our fellow man and how we deal with what happened and, and how you deal with how do, how do we just gather goods to help people if, indeed, we think we should help people, all of that stuff. 
Yeah, and I think, um, you know, when you had that cut from Governor Baker who talked about everybody pulling together, caring for one another, etc. I mean, the thrust of this book, B.B., uh, is about America's first humanitarian mission, the way Americans pulled together um, and sent thousands of pounds of food to Ireland during the Great Famine. Uh, of 1847. Uh, It's one of those stories. I call it in the book a story of this soaring goodwill and generosity against a backdrop of just terrible despair during the Irish famine. But it is two epic events, I call it. You know, there's an epic famine um, in Ireland at the time, and then the American response to it um, is epic as well. It's people from all across the country, all walks of life, all religions um, contributing direct food to Ireland. Americans uh, deliver about 10,000 tons of food to Ireland. And remember, VB, it's at a time when people grew their own food, you know, for their own families. Uh, So it really is a story of how America changed the world, literally, um, by making um, altruism and humanitarianism uh, part of the geopolitical landscape and the landscape between nations in general. And one of the reasons why the U.S. stepped up and sort of had to step up was because the closest place to Ireland, England, not only wasn't stepping up, but England and, and leaders in England were saying publicly Ireland deserves this for being, you know, backwoods hicks who haven't gotten with the modern times. And God is punishing them for just having this one crop economy when everyone else seems to understand that you got to diversify. And so they thought that Ireland deserved this. I think you're right. The way the British deal with it is is largely terrible. Um, Incompetence, indifference, uh, ineptness. Uh, impotence, anti-Catholic um, is part of the whole thing. And, you know, as you know, some of the bitter, bitterness and rancor between the Irish and the British really for 175 years um, comes from the response of the British during this famine. So it was a time, as you point out, about 30 percent of the Irish population relied exclusively on potatoes. Um, at the same time that that was going on, Ireland was exporting, you know, at the behest of the British government, exporting other kinds of grains and crops and things of that nature. And so, you know, one of the lasting images and bitter images among the Irish from that famine is Irish people starving um, along the countrysides and along the roadways while food was going by in carts, making its way to the ports to be exported by Great Britain. You know, Ireland was part of Britain at the time. So, yeah, um, it starts in 1847 and lots of that Irish-British tension over the next, you know, century and a half is as a direct result of the famine. Meantime, back here in Boston, because everything seems to be Boston always, but it's true in this case. <laughs> There's a ship's captain who has said for years before 1847, I, you know, I've, I've done a lot of this sailing. I'm not sure I want to keep doing this. I've got a family I love. And then even on his last trip before said this is going to be it honey this is going to set us up but then the irish famine comes and we got to get goods from the united states to ireland and he steps up and says i'm your guy he does robert bennett forbes is the captain vb as you point out probably logged more sea miles than any person of his generation probably traveled more than almost any american at the time ended up visiting five continents in total you know made his first transatlantic 
a voyage at the age of six with his mother, you know, a cabin boy at the age of 13, a captain of a ship at the age of 20 that went to China, all of that. He finally does come home and settles down, as you say, uh, in 1841. And so for six years, lives in the United States, lives in Boston, has, a, you know, a wife and children and all of that. And when the news of the famine hits Boston in January of 1847, Forbes does step up and says, I need to command this mission. And when he's asked why, he says, it's not an everyday matter to see a nation starving. And again, when you juxtapose that against what some of the Brits were saying, it really is a stark thing. But I, I know for a fact, they need, Stephen, I, you and I have talked about this. Again, Nantucket had a great fire in 1846. The town was devastated. Yep. Everything was burned down. In the spring of 1847, while they were still rebuilding, they raised over $5,000 for Irish potato relief. I mean, that was how big it was and how seriously people in the States were taking it. It's incredible. When you look across, and when I was doing the research on the book, you look across where the contributions came from, and they came from everywhere. The large cities, you know, you might expect it, but towns, villages, frontier outposts, um, all the way to the west, which at the time, Michigan, Wisconsin, along the Mississippi, uh, school children contributed, prisoners contributed. You know, slave churches contributed. The Choctaw Indians contributed to Ireland and, and maintained a strong relationship with Ireland, you know, for years to come. So people from across the country uh, joined in this effort. It's, it's an extraordinary effort, VB, um, when you look at how many people contributed and from all the different walks of life, um, every different religion that you can imagine. I mean, you might expect you know, maybe the Roman Catholics would, but, you know, Jews, Quakers, Methodists, Presbyterians, Lutherans, Unitarians, all of them were very, very active. There's a very strong religious component to this relief effort. And they were all very, very active in this assistance to Ireland. And so what it tells people in the end is that, look, we're much more interconnected world than we thought we were. And Things can be done. You know, it's not someone else's problem just because there's an ocean between us. No, no, we can actively help and we can save people and we can do this sort of stuff. That hadn't been thought to be done before 1847. No, quite the contrary. I mean, before 1847, countries basically went to war with each other, right? They pillaged each other's cities. They burned their crops. They enslaved their peoples. Uh, you know, occasionally they traded with each other, right, if it was convenient and economically viable. But this notion that you would help just for the sake of helping, totally unheard of, probably would make a nation seem very weak. And um, the Jamestown and then the subsequent American mission after the Jamestown changes all of that. And now, or from then and forward, made it almost acceptable and maybe even obligatory for the people of one nation to help the people of another. And I think that's an important point here to VB is yes, the U S government at the time does help by turning over a warship, the Jamestown for humanitarian reasons. And they do a few other things, but most of this support comes from the American people directly. And that kind of tradition, that public private partnership, if you will, you know, we hear a lot about that right now. That continues to this day. Americans in 2019 gave $427 billion to charity. And, you know, somewhere around $70 billion of that is overseas. And that's, that's not their tax dollars. That's their direct 
um, money out of their pocket that is going to those kinds of charities. So that tradition that started in 1847 continues today for sure. Look, I think it's a great book. I'm biased. I know you. You're a friend of mine, and we've talked many times. So people go, oh, VB's helping a friend sell a book. You don't got to take my word for it in this one. No less an authority than the New York Post, I think it was last week, said there's six books you got to get right now. One of them is Voyage of Mercy. In fact, you were the only nonfiction one, I believe. That's correct. And that was this week. Very honored by that. Very excited by that. So, yes. and uh, Congratulations yeah, and like on I said, that. Thank you so much, VB. Much appreciated. Stephen Pulio is the author. Again, I always spell this when I talk to you, Stephen. P-U-L-E-O is the last name. The book is titled Voyage of Mercy, the USS Jamestown, the Irish Famine, and the Remarkable Story of America's First Humanitarian Mission. I'll ask you one more question, Stephen, only because of the crazy times we live in. What is the easiest way for people to get this? Because a lot of people's local bookstores are closed, obviously. Yeah, I mean, go to any of your online favorite online vendors, Amazon, Books a Million, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the best way. I know that in some cases, Amazon is, you know, maybe putting other things as a higher priority in terms of delivery. Um, Barnes and Nobles here are open down in my way. I'm on the South Shore. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the best way to do it is probably online. But if one of your bookstores is open, if your Barnes and Noble is open, please do go there. And VB, lots of people have been in touch with me. Uh, and I do this often. Um, if they want to send me books, uh, I'm happy to autograph those. I, I, I've had a couple of dining room autograph sessions here. So <laughs> it's been good. Uh, it's a funny, it's a so novel that, thing for an author, right? Like you're supposed to get out novel. there and meet people and talk to them. And they, you can't, you can't have a gathering right now. So it's a very weird thing. But I'll tell you what, the the work and the research that you did in the book oozes off the page. It, this was a labor. Obviously, it was a labor of love, but this was a labor. It, it really is a great job. Congratulations on it. I wish you the best with it, and I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you so much, my friend. Much appreciated. Uh, Voyage of Mercy is the book. Trust me. Pick it up. You'll love it. It's really, really good, and it's a little. It's just another one of those things, Lightning, Boston Pride. I'm telling you, you'll be very proud of what this city and this state and this country did back in 1847 when others were not doing it. Let's get caught up in headlines. 60-second check of them right now. Then we're back with the coronavirus and the latest on it right here on WRKO. There is a green light on the other side of this red light that we're in right now. That green light is going to be built on the values that we can enact right now. Values of fairness, kindness, accountability, resilience, respect, courage. If we practice those things right now, when we get out of this, this virus this time might be the one time that brings us all together and unifies us. Like we have not been in a long time. Let's see if we can make some lemonade out of this lemon that we're in the middle of. Turn the red light into a green light. Just keep living. Hour number three of VB in the middle on AM680 WRKO. You know what's a great job, Lightning, getting that together. Well, so, uh, yeah, thank you. I, uh, yeah, I'll say no, I can't take credit for it. Suck Up Dave was working on it. <laughs> great job, Suck Up Dave. Yes, then. Yes. That's good. That, for those that don't know, that's Matthew McConaughey. It's a weird thing, man. I, I, certain celebrities try and put out things and you roll your eyes and go, okay, thank you. And then for some reason, other ones just resonate with you. But he's one of them. For me, like I need a McConaughey video a day. He posted that yesterday on Twitter. 
And it's it's longer than that, obviously. But the premise is red light, green light. There's a we're in a red light right now, but that light will turn green at some point. And he just delivered it. I'll put it to you this way: what Marty Walsh was trying to do with his presser last night, for me, Marty got big footed by Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey somehow got you to smile while he's telling you, man, things suck right now, and they're going to suck for a while. But come on. And he got, for me, I don't know why. I can't. I feel stupid saying McConaughey made me smile, but it did. And when you just played that lightning, it it did sort of chill me. He's just good at that. I mean, he's an actor, obviously, but he's really good at it. And it was great. I love that speech. I like the like peace and love vibe he's got going on. He's just like this mellow, laid back, like, yeah, you know. like. Well, it's we'll that guy driving it. that car, right? Yeah, and there ain't going to be just, too many of those ads yeah, anymore. He's, but He's got this like soothing, calming voice, like, yeah, you know. But he had it. He lists the virtues. And, and as he's listing them, you're like, yeah, if you like them. Mm. Uh, like and there, there's a lot of – you can follow whatever – when Tom Hanks got it, whatever you make of this, it's just reality. Tom Hanks getting it was a moment for a lot of people. People started to take it oh, seriously yeah, because yeah. Tom Hanks had it. Like, I don't know why that's more personal for people than people in your neighborhood having it, but it is. And similarly, McConaughey saying that yesterday, I think was more uplifting and encouraging than any other person I heard speaking yesterday, including the president. But the president, the governor, the mayor, other governors, there were all those pressers yesterday. But McConaughey found a way to to get it across that no one else did. It's just, I don't know, it's the guy. And on a day when Vanessa Hudgens was backtracking from her ludicrous post, this was nice. It was just good. I appreciated it. So Matthew McConaughey, tip of the hat, keep it coming. Really good. Uh, 978 says, VB, that book sounds really good, and I appreciate the segment of optimism. It is really good. Voyage of Mercy, Stephen Puglio. That guy knows how to write, man. He's just really good, and this book is really good. I didn't know, for those that don't, the, the, everyone knows of the potato famine, but what were the causes of it, and why did it become so bad? It was just a mold that grew on uh, the stuff that they didn't know was coming and didn't know how to deal with it, and it just wiped out everything. It was just that simple. They had no way of dealing with it. And people started eating like leaves of stuff to try and survive. And it, he, has a, he has a good chapter on the potato famine. And it puts you right there. And it's just, this is a really good history lesson. And what we now know as we're sitting here today is history does have a way of repeating itself. And what happened to Ireland in 1847 is happening to the world, but it's specifically, it's happening to our country right now. Um... In a lot of ways. I mean, there there's differences, but in a lot of ways, that's what's going on. And it's just read the book and then think to yourself, you know, who do you want to be in this book? And then try to be that person to the best of your ability. That That's all it is. I, I really enjoy it. I, I'm Like I said, I'm almost two-thirds of the way through it. Uh, hopefully, we'll finish it this weekend. And anything he writes, I want to read, but it's just really cool. So 617-266-6868. I want to get right back to the phones, but before we do lightning, can I broaden this a little bit today? In in the spirit of optimism and of what Matthew McConaughey said and how we're all in this together and all that, I would love to hear from parents for a segment or two. 
Tell me something that you're doing with your family or even with yourself. Like, did you watch the, anyone drop, watch the drop kicks last night? A lot of people did. I didn't, but tell me something that you've done to pass the time. That's been kind of cool. And I'll give you one from my family. Uh, we have no connection to this at all. Obviously my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, Eleanor is really into animals she loves watching vet shows on TV. She loves watching the Tampa Zoo as a reality show that she loves watching. So we do a lot of that stuff, and we go to zoos and whatever. The Cincinnati Zoo, I have no connection to this thing, but the Cincinnati Zoo at 3 o'clock every day is doing a Facebook Live where you get to meet one of their animals, and it runs like 15 or 20 minutes. And yesterday there was a porcupine. I I think it's, is it Ollie? I She was telling me about it. It's a name that starts with O, but that's the name of the porcupine. Cool. And you got to see him. You got to watch him. You got to listen to experts nice. that know him and learn. She got to learn about porcupines. And then they cool. asked you to draw him oh, and then that's... send it in. And she did. And she got to type in a question and they answered it. And it was like the coolest thing for all of, all three of my older kids. My two-year-old obviously doesn't know what's going on. But my four, five, or now four, six, and nine-year-old all watched it. It's the third one. They, they had a hippopotamus the day before. And at 3 o'clock, I can, on the dot, they will be logging in again to watch the Cincinnati Zoo and to see what the next animal is and to learn about it. And I'm just telling you, it's a fantastic thing. And for us, it's an appointment. Well, did you show them the video of the zookeepers taking the penguin on the tour of the zoo? I did. Yeah. Oh, that was so great. And Aquarium. it's really cool. <laughs> Uh, that was, I think, was that Cleveland? Uh, I can't remember. I, I just watched there. that. I loved it. But <laughs> yes, in on it too. He's watching. He's actually with your kids watching. I think. <laughs> I think. Um, Caliendo did a Morgan Freeman of that penguin. I oh, think. My but regardless, yeah, no, that's great. No, that's good that they're doing stuff that kids can interact with. Well, at there's home. a there's a lot of it. I, it's, yeah. Now I'm. I don't, I don't want to bore you with everything my family's doing, but there's this children's author named Mo Willems, W-I-L-L-E-M-S, and through the Kennedy Center, he's doing these videos. They're live, but they're also on YouTube of you can doodle with Mo Willems. Mm. And so today my kids sat down and watched and they drew one of the main characters from, I think it was Can a Pigeon Drive a Bus or whatever. And it was like 10 minutes, but they're really in on it and they're really working on it. And then they, they I, like, I, I'll tweet out a picture in a minute of the, my three kids there drawing. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.
that they did for their learn to doodle with Mo Willem. I just want to point out, as soon as you mentioned that, uh, Lightning started taking some notes, so I think she'll be doodling too. No, but this I was is what not I want. Well, doing that for your benefit, I was writing notes about the show. But sure. I would be curious. Phoebe's getting derailed. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I don't want to be doom and gloom guy all the time. I think there is reason for doom and gloom. I think there is a reason to hang your head, and I think there is a reason to go Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. But within it, we do have to be okay. How are we going to get through this and how are we going to get through it together? There's a lot of celebrities that are doing stuff online, some good, some bad, some whatever. What are things that you're doing that you never had done before that are helping you? For me, my family, 3 o'clock, I can guarantee you my wife is talking to the kids already. Is it time? Is it time? That's coming, and they know it's coming, and they cannot wait to watch that Cincinnati Do Zoo thing. So for, for shout-out and also tip, like – Stoneham Zoo, you could, I don't know if you can do something like that, but any, there's things that you can do that can affect people in a positive way. And somebody at the Cincinnati Zoo came up with a brilliant idea. Meet one of our residents every day for the foreseeable future. And it doesn't cost any money or anything. You can just join right on Facebook Live. And it's really cool. And it's, it's helping us pass the time. And lo and behold, our kids are learning something too. So I think this is the stuff that, I'd love if you have something that you've picked up that you're doing that you realized, hey, this is kind of neat. Feel free to share it. 617-266-6868. While we're doing that, by the way, yes, we're going to complain about the fact that the market is down now over. It's at 10% down right now. And it had to temporarily suspend trading earlier because of the S&P down 7%. And there's a couple of things we got to consider. One is... Steve Mnuchin, the the economics man in the country right now, had said yesterday that there is a possibility we could see 20% unemployment. Somebody on the text line, Lightning, says, uh, at my place of business, we had to lay off 17 people in the last two days. It is so weird and awful, and we're doing our best to keep the doors open, but it's getting hard. So what what's going on at your place of business? Are you working? Are you working from home? Are you worried about joining these crazy unemployment lines that we're seeing across states? What is your mindset on that? That's the negative topic on the table. The positive topic is what is something that you guys are doing that uh, that you can share with others as a suggestion and or a tip? Here's, here's a way you can pass the time while we're all almost basically on lockdown. 617-266-6868. We're going to take your calls when we come back. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. It's VB in the middle. Who doesn't love rock and roll stories, debauchery? And Perfect all summer book. There it is. That's it. Done. I didn't know you read waffles. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> no, seriously, I didn't know that he was into reading. I'm not trying to be a jerk. That's, you didn't that's say a revelation. You said I didn't know you could read. It's not on the back of a baseball card. There's, you know, it's. Hold on, waffles. Waffles, you read? That was such a. She gave you like a big seal clap. Now back to everybody's favorite middleman, VB. Marty Walsh giving a uh, sort of an update on where everything stands. Nothing really new, but people keep asking him about a shelter in place. And I, he said, look, we're not, we're not doing it now. The question isn't, like, if we're going to do it. The question is, when would be the right time? We see no indications that we would need to do it. That can change on a dime. So currently we're not thinking about that. And that's what he's got for you, and that's all that he can have for you. So there's no, like, new news, no, like, oh, my God. 
just trying to be a face and let people know where everything stands as you keep going forward. And he made a point of telling you he's been on some phone calls with other mayors and whatever. And that's, you're going to see a lot of this for a while until somehow they get some sort of a handle on this. But while they do their thing, let's do our thing. Let's be a uh, radio community here. Two things, one positive, one negative. The negative is how's this affecting your employment? Uh, GM and Ford both said today they're suspending production. We've heard about, you know, runs on unemployment lines, et cetera. Uh, a guy on the text line said their business has been shutting, laying people off this week. They're trying not to, but it's not good. Um, 978 says, I'm a finance manager at MGH, and I'm involuntarily working at home until further notice. This morning I was told to cancel my commuter rail pass. I'd prefer the office, but I'm thankful I'm still working, says 978. Yeah. So so what are you doing that way and what's being done with you wherever you are? One, two, on a positive note, have you? is there anything you've done as you're at home, especially if you have kids, to help pass the time uh, that's turned out to be kind of cool? Give, give a good recommendation to someone and a way to help share the love. Diana's in North Andover. Diana, you're next here on WRKO. Hi. Hi, Diana. Welcome to VB in the Middle. Hi, how are you? Good. So uh, when my kids were little, um, sometimes just to keep them occupied on a weeknight or weekend when we couldn't go out, we would plan a nice fancy dinner, uh, set the dining room table with candles and some good dishes, uh, have them make menus for everybody, one for each person in the family. Uh, We'd all go upstairs and clean up. I know right now I've been in my sweatpants and haven't taken a shower in two days and put on some makeup and get dressed, and we would have a fun uh, restaurant dinner at our house. Uh, They would serve the food and maybe serve mom and dad some wine and just made a fun night out of it. So that's uh, just something that really worked for us. So the two millennials that work with me, Diana, are like rolling their eyes thinking how cheesy is that? (laughs) I think it's fantastic. I wasn't rolling my eyes. And that is a great idea. In fact, I'm probably going to do that this weekend with my kids because that's a, it is a really good thing for them. My kids are grown now. I, we used to kind of do it to teach them good manners in restaurants as well, but I found a couple of the menus that they made, you know, many, many years ago when they were little, and they were just so funny, you know, with the prices, and I uh, just gave them a project. Um, uh, just a thought, but, you know, you got to be creative Tell here. me what the rules are, Diana. Can I have veto power on the menu? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you're the one that's got to right. probably cook your food, but you also get the wine. <laughs> well, so. my daughter says to me, I want broccoli pancakes. I'm not doing broccoli pancakes. I mean, and she always likes to make these crazy combinations. Like, I, we got to rein in it a little bit. But mac and cheese, yeah, I can do that. We can work on that. Yeah, so. yeah I, no, we'd put some on the grill and, you know, just serve a regular good old meal. And, and they, they'd put a little white uh, napkin over their arm and come in. They loved it. So. Let me ask you another question, Diana, while I have you on the phone. Uh, Kelly financial poll question is up at VB the Wise and WRKO 680 right now. Some people thought I was being flipped with this. I'm not being flipped at all. And here's what I mean by the question. The question is this. Do you know somebody current right now? Do you know somebody that has coronavirus? So let me ask you that, Diana. Does somebody in your community or someone that you're aware of have coronavirus? No, no, I don't. Uh-uh. I know no one. I'm in North Andover, and there was a report in the paper someone had it, but then it was listed to be false, that it was a spam thing on our uh, home um, town page. 
So I know I do not know anyone. So I want to hear from you next week, if not sooner. But I want to ask that same question next week. And I want to sort of for the next okay. couple of weeks, let's see how this thing goes and how this thing progresses. Because I'm with you, Diana. I don't. I don't know anyone. And I have brothers and sisters uh, all across the country. I'm from a large family. But I don't know anyone who's had this. I actually wonder about my daughter back in January. She had a really, really violent flu. And based on how they said, anyway, whether it's true or not, that kids are have a better way of dealing with this. I'd never seen a flu yeah. like this with any of my kids, and she had that, but none of us else got sick. And it was uh, maybe she just had the flu. I mean, it was a, it's been a bad flu season. There's no doubt. But I don't know anybody. Well, uh, no. On another note, though, my my youngest daughter and her fiance uh, were getting married next weekend, the 28th, in uh, here in in the Boston area, up in New Hampshire, and. We just had to postpone it. We had 125 guests, and we've been planning it for a year and a half. Heartbreaking. But, um, you know, the guests were starting to cancel, and uh, the um, we just had to be concerned about their safety. And, you know, each day this is just it's so volatile. It's, it's doubled, doubled, doubled. So um, March 1st I started saying prayers, and by March 16th we, we didn't make it. So. Yeah, look, Diana, here's the good news, though, and it's not much of a silver lining, but depending on how this goes, you guys will look back and laugh on the wedding because, yes. again, yes. God help, God forbid, but it that is so minuscule in the grand scheme of things, right? And so exactly. Exactly. if that's and, the know, most that your family sacrifices, believe me, you guys will be ahead of the game. We are. We agree 100. Uh, percent It was an emotional roller coaster, but um, you know we're we're glad. I, I, it's almost a relief now because I'd hate for no one to show up the day of the wedding, and that's kind of I think people were nervous, and you you can't ignore what's going on. And you so, gotta you gotta do what they ask you. So Diana, excellent yeah. call. I want to hear from you next week, and we're gonna we'll chat again. A, well, I'll let you know how my dinner went with my kids, and then B, I want to know again. Suck up, Dave. Uh, you're a New Hampshire guy, and Lightning too. I haven't asked either of you this directly, so I assume I know the answer because you're both sitting here. But do you know of not that's in your immediate circle, but do you know of anybody that has this? Yeah, two actually. One in the Boston area, and one in uh, uh, my town. Well, look at that. Wow. I haven't had any contact with either of them. Um, How, what age are these God. people? Um, one is 28, and the other one is, I believe, 29 or 30. This is confirmed? Like This is like a confirmed yeah, one case? Yeah, one is presumptive uh, positive. The other one's getting tested right now. But the, my best friend, his roommate slash landlord, had it. Didn't get tested, though, because they, she couldn't get a test. Wow. So he's the one who's presumptive. And the other one is uh, getting tested right now. See, now, I want to know with these 20 something, 30 something year olds, I want to know like how it's affecting them in the sense of like what are like how, how strong is the virus in them in the sense of like they're like, how does it feel for them? Are they knocked on their ass? Are they yeah, having like, trouble breathing? Yeah, are yeah, they like, bedridden? What, you know, like, um, one one isn't the other one. It's he's not really feeling anything right now, but he is starting to exhibit a lot of these symptoms. So neither of them are, are like knocked out. Um, and they've both been quarantined before this, so it's a little interesting to see how, I don't know how they got it. I know one works in a medical facility as a phlebotomist, so it's, it's... Is that how they got it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Oh, they so it's very interesting. Oh, they got it, okay. One person, uh, I think, uh, the phlebotomist, I think his landlord gave it to him. 
Oh, that's what you were saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other one has been quarantined, so I don't know how he got it. So that one's going to be very interesting to figure uh, out. See, I want to know, like, for people who have, like, respiratory issues, because this is my number one concern that I've been the last 24 hours now, like, high, way more concerned about. Like, I have asthma. And, like, I. Lightning, hearing... you, you became no, a New I... Hampshireite really quick because you are doing what. Like a lot of new. What are you, you talking are, about? I, Hampshire. You have that live free or die in you, and you are begrudgingly coming around to crap. Well, I gotta take this seriously. I think I was in denial because if I all of a sudden get in that panic mode, then like who wants to be on the edge of fear all the time? Like I try not to panic, but the more I hear about these respiratory issues, like yeah, that hits a little close to home for me since I have like asthma problems. Like as it is, when I have allergies, I'm wheezing. Like I have to take an inhaler. So if I get hit with this coronavirus, am I gonna be on a respirator? Like probably. I don't, like this if they is can what, have one quick enough where you I'm are. This is what I'm saying. This is why I'm. You gotta be careful, Lightning. There's no two ways around it. You gotta be. You're vulnerable. Much I more know, than I am. I'm concerned about. It. That's why I want to know. Like somebody my age who might have asthma or something else who might also have the coronavirus i want to know like if you have a pre-existing condition how it's affecting you so if there's somebody out there who's know somebody i want to know a couple of quick texts 70470 is the text line uh we just spoke to diana in north andover i thought it was great but people take different things from these conversations oh boy 781 i see it dad's not having a fun night if she hasn't showered in two days that's where we're going with these. I love the text line. I get such a kick out of the text line. I think there's a whole lot. What percentage of uh, Massachusetts right now is in sweatpants? Uh, probably over 50, over 50%. Can I, actually, am I at liberty to share this? Uh, can I just share a real quick text? Uh, well, it was a tweet, actually, from somebody we know who works in this office. I saw it yesterday because iHeart is working from home. Most of uh, most of them except like certain essential personnel, like on air. Well, one of our salespeople I saw, they tweeted out, like they're like, you know what? Today, I'm not wearing a bra. So for all my sales calls, everyone get used to it. Like It was something really funny. Like I, I got to pull it up to quote it directly. But it was super funny. They were talking about how they're not wearing a bra from home. On the hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All their sales calls. Well, Kevin Carlson from our sister station, oh, yeah, CLX, yeah. wasn't wearing pants while he was broadcasting from home the other day. And he actually tweeted out a picture of his <laughs> no, midsection, I which I, I, I don't know how he's not banned from Twitter for suspended for two oh, weeks. Oh, my but... gosh. Yeah, I saw his, like, one of his co-hosts there. I was uh, Heather, who was actually tweeted it. She, she goes, beware of the full image. And I'm like, what is she ta talking about? Oh, oh, okay. Yep. She gave the warning. Yeah. He's a good follow. They're both good follows on Twitter. If yeah, you don't no, follow I enjoyed their. 
their tweets. They're funny. Uh, 617-266-6868. More calls when we come back talking coronavirus and trying to do a little bit positive this hour. Is there something you've been doing over the last couple of days that are helping you pass the time and helping you with your kids in particular if you have kids? That's number one. Number two, how's this affecting your business and your employment? I got a bunch of texts on that that I'll read, and I want to take your calls. 617-266-6868. It's VB. You're in the middle on RKO. is the phone number. It's VB, and you're in the middle on AM680 WRKO. Talking about uh, your employment and what's been going on at your place of employment. Are you working outside of the house? Are you working inside of the house? Are you no longer working? What's going on there? Uh, 978 says, VB, my business... Uh, ForceofNatureClean.com makes non-toxic disinfectant, and I've just plugged it apparently. But sales have gone ballistic this month. I bet they have. Um, I'm an auto damage adjuster, adjuster for one of those commercials you see on TV, VB. And we're still going out as usual on calls. Call centers are exploring remote working, but in the field, we're still in the field. Uh, 978 says, VB, still working in Groveland. Manufacturing is up and running. All office employees are working from home, however. Mm. So what's going on with you? Where are you? Are you working where you've always been working? Are you working from home? Have you been cut down but still working? Have you been eliminated altogether? Uh, I'd love to hear what your status is. 617-266-6868. Before we get back to the calls, um, a texter says, and I'm trying to look what the number was on this. It's a nine seven eight. VB, who said something about April and evictions? It was Trump. Trump had a presser today, and well, you have the cut lightning. I think cut forty. Ironically enough, it's cut forty five from POTUS forty five. But this is what he announced today. Today, I'm also announcing that the Department of Housing and Urban Development is providing immediate relief to renters and homeowners by suspending all foreclosures and evictions until the end of April. So we're working very closely with Dr. Ben Carson and everybody from HUD. So there you go. All foreclosures and evictions till the end of April. That's for now. Does anybody think that that's not going to get extended? By the way, we're working on getting the sound cut before we're off, but Gavin Newsom, San Francisco mayor, San Francisco's has been as draconian as anybody. They have the shelter in place right now. He said today uh, he's absolutely not, not ruling out martial law. Martial law. I mean, martial law is... I, well, we'll just deal with that when we have to deal with it. But I'm just telling you, these are the things that are being tossed around right now. While New York is still considering a shelter in place, which San Francisco already has, Newsom's already moving on to possibly declaring martial law. I mean, man, alive. 617-266-6868. Casey's up in New Hampshire. Casey, you're next here in our Hey, baby. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Casey. Yeah, so I work at Goodwill, and we're still open, you know. We're still open for people to come in and donate their clothes and everything. But we're taking the, you know, the proper portions. We're taking the cautions and everything, making sure everything is desanitized and everything, making sure there's no germs or anything on the carriages or anything like that. We're, we're taking this really serious, you know. 
Well, Casey, I have a two-part question for you, and I'm glad you called in. One, how's it been this week in terms of people dropping stuff off? Is it the same as usual? Is it more or is it less? My guess is it would be less. It It is less because we didn't have a lot of customers today. We only had, like, maybe a couple or a few because I understand that people are afraid of it. And our my manager just told me or told us that we can take a two or three week leave with no pay and everything, you know, because of the virus and everything. So I'm taking a week off next week. Just Hold to, on, a, a two or know, three week leave with pay or without pay? Without pay. If you if you have PTO, you can use that. Mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm I'm taking my precautions and I'm I'm taking a week off because I really don't want to get sick. Yeah, and you're, again, no one knows, but if you see even 30 people during the course of your day, you start to get freaked out based on the fact that people are saying don't be around 25 people at a time. So you, I, yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, and I just found out that my bowling league is canceled for tonight. It was canceled Monday night as well, So, and my golf course closed too. So I'm <laughs> – I have nothing to do for the week when I'm off. Marble racing. <laughs> I don't get the I don't, marble racing. People are watching marble racing, including Suck Up Dave on on the internet. Don't it's get just don't started. Come on, Green! Come on, Green Marble! Don't you make when, fun of Marble One? This is what happens when you take away sports. We resort to marble racing. Well, I agree, but number one, and we we will find sports somehow. Gosh. Like you know, all those God fairs that couldn't do pig races, like my kingdom for a pig race right now. But the other thing is. I, I've never understood the golf course one. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, like because, I mean, you're at a distance anyway. You're in a group of like four. four, four you're five, outside. Maybe. Like, okay, don't have a drink girl well, or a drink boy go around have, selling. But don't have a gathering of people like, You can watching. limit. Now, I get it. Like, the, I guess the parking lot would be the thing or the clubhouse. Uh, yeah. But there's got to be a way that you could allow people to go golfing. Yeah, that does seem a bit weird. That that one is the strange one, I'll agree. We just disinfect the golf cart after every round or uh, and the after ball every washers yeah, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever. Don't yeah. even there are no ball washers. Don't use them. How about that? Just you want to play gritty dirty golf, come play. It's 20 bucks for a round, whatever. I, I just I don't understand that, but everything's got to go. So everything's got to get shut down and that's how it has to be. He's interesting, by the way, because, yeah, you take a week off to sit home and watch marble racing. God. I mean, you can't, I, I guess you can drive two places, but nothing's open. Drive Maybe it's, at least it's better than Whole Foods or who's need- saying that you drive employees have to donate their sick time to other employees. Like, at least he gets a week off. Wouldn't you do that though? If if Lightning gets this and Lightning can't oh, you work, get paid. would you say no? Because then if I get sick, I wouldn't get PTO. Law. In place, I mean, I, I know, I've seen but in this theory, now, the, like, new, the latest from our company, if you get sick yes. or show signs, like you're you're staying home for two weeks and you're getting paid. I know for now, and also the government will reimburse you if that is yeah, ever needed so, for now. But I, I get the concept of the Whole Foods thing. Again, I don't know why how gonna, though. If I get sick, then I don't have sick time now. But I guess I don't know why we got to jump. No, you right do to get that. like for for us, like no, you we're talking I, about Whole Foods. Oh, okay. I was to say for for us, like we have like they're making an exception now for certain companies are now giving you more sick time. Oh, I know. Everyone's trying their best yeah. and they're trying to find the way and make this thing happen. It won't take whatever. if you get God forbid you get coronavirus. Like it, it will not take away from what you already have banked in your sick time. 
I just feel Apparently, like some of these policies, like you, there are holes in it, and not being able to golf, there's not That's 18 a weird holes one. in that, actually. All right, all right. 617-266-6868. How are you being affected professionally? You still have a job? Hours cut down? Everything going is the same? Are you working from home? Uh, more calls when we come back. Also, Lightning's got a couple of stories to make you laugh before we go, supposedly. We'll see what Lightning's stories to <laughs> yeah, make we'll you see. laugh are. Uh, first, I want to talk to you about my pillow. Remember the fairy tale about the princess and the pea? That's when, uh, you know, the princess couldn't get a good night's sleep, even if there was a pea under her mattress. Well, look, here's the thing. If she had the perfect bed, the my pillow bed, she'd be sleeping like an angel. I got a mattress topper. I got, of course, my my pillow. And I got Mike Lindell and my pillows Giza Dream sheets on my bed. I love the Giza sheets. They are going to help you get a great night's sleep. And here's the thing right now, my pillow's offering you buy one, get one free on the Giza Dream sheets. Can't lose. Call right now, 800 972 2316, or go to mypillow.com and use the code WRKO. You're never going to want to sleep on any other sheets, believe me, but you don't have to take my word for it. The Giza sheets, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and that 10-year warranty that MyPillow's famous for. So if you don't love your Giza Dream sheets, you can return them, but you're going to love these things. Call right now, 800-972-2316, or go to MyPillow.com, and don't forget to use that code, WRKO. And now, a flash of lightning. WRKO. Truncated flash. We haven't done one in a while, but Lightning says she's got a couple of things to make us laugh. I'd like to laugh as before we sign off today, Lightning, so take your best shot. All right, so the first one I got here for you, VB. Are you familiar with the TV show Big Brother? Yeah. Yeah, so different countries have different versions of it. Well, guess what? In Germany, the cast of Big Brother is about to find out live on TV that the coronavirus has taken over basically the the country and forced everyone to shut down. They have uh, rules of this show, if you are not familiar with it. You can't have contact with the outside world. You're not allowed your, you know, your phone, social media, all of that. So the cast of Big Brother in Germany has no idea that the coronavirus has forced the country to shut down and people to be isolated, and they're about to find this out on TV. How long have they been? About uh, two months. Since February 10th, they have been in their home, like in the Big Brother home filming. So it's been, what, a little over a month now? I heard January when they started filming, but I could have found a different article. Oh, well, this one says well, February. Well, there's been daylight savings, though. Yeah, so that too. So who knows? So here's my question for you as I think about that. Like, if I'm on that show, first yeah. of all, I wouldn't get it because I don't speak German. But also... Yes, that's it, BB. Would you believe them? No, I would be like, no, They're that's controlling crazy. the information that you have and that you're allowed to get. Yeah. So the only thing would be like if they allow you to make a phone call or something, but then I'd call my wife and she said, yeah, and I'd be like, but my wife's in on it. Like, so I, I would, <laughs> I'm not sure I would believe that I this is going it. on because they're controlling the environment and they're controlling the information and it would make for good TV to see people flipping out. Yes. But I wouldn't buy it. Would you? No, because it seems so unreal. Like as it is, we all feel like we're living in a movie, like, okay, restaurants and bars closed down. Really? Like, but no, that's the reality of this. 
Didn't Jared Leto have something like yeah, this? Yeah, this is just like Was yesterday. Was this true or not Yeah, true? yesterday I saw multiple reports that Jared Leto just found out about the coronavirus because he was on like a 12-day meditation, like isolated meditation uh, re- retreat or whatever you want to call it. He's a dumb dude as it was. He probably <laughs> well, couldn't read. He's a weird dude. <laughs> yeah. but you just imagine that, though. You go on a two-week meditation retreat and mm-hmm. you get out and you're told you're on lockdown. Mm-hmm. All right, real quickly for you here, I think you might get a good chuckle about this one, BB, because I know you like to laugh at other people's uh, heartaches and expense. Well, you know what? Guess what, BB? Karma teamed up with the coronavirus because a man from England was cheating on his wife and he took his mistress to Italy. Well, guess what? He came back from Italy with the coronavirus. Oh, but I got it on a business trip. I wasn't anywhere near Italy. That's the... Multiple reports are now reporting about this cheating husband from England who came down with the coronavirus. Yeah, how do you like them apples? You haven't been happier about someone's misery <laughs> yeah, before. I don't yeah. think ever. Like I know that. it's quite amazing. It's I shouldn't say amazing. Wow, I really just. Oof. So who's like that guy's quarantined? Who's bringing him food? His wife or his mistress? That's a good one. I don't know. Who do you call? Which one? Get the call. That's what I want to know. Uh, Well, that's my flash, my short flash for today. All right, guys. As best you can, have a great one. And tomorrow at noon, we're going to do this again. We'll compare notes. Talk to you at noon in the middle tomorrow. Oh, that's what I want to know. Well, that's my flash, my short flash for today. All right, guys. As best you can, have a great one. And tomorrow at noon, we're going to do this again. We'll compare notes. Talk to you at noon in the middle tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.